Coming up, do you want to know more about Drew Jones? What kind of player he is? What kind of person he is? Well, we got his coach from high school, Michael Mann, on today's pod, breaking it all down for you next. You are locked on Diamondbacks. Your daily Arizona Diamondbacks podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day listening to who? Always charismatic host of this podcast, Miller Thomas, I'm a multimedia journalist and I'm a graphic designer. So please go check out my website, MillerThomas24.myportfolio.com. On there, you can see all my latest work from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. If you want to see more content by me, just follow me on Twitter at CreatorThomas24 for my personal account or just look up Locked On Diamondbacks on both Twitter and Instagram for the podcast handle. And of course, Thank you for making Lockdown Dimebacks your first listen every day. I would not be able to do this podcast without you, my loyal listeners, sharing, subscribing, reviewing, doing all that so I could do this podcast for you. Thank you. It's free and available on all platforms, so please continue to tell your friends. But without further ado, we got Wesleyan's assistant varsity coach, Michael Mann, on today's pod because he was there for the Drew Jones come up, and we're here to discuss, of course, Drew Jones, the number two overall pick for the D-back. So without further ado, let's bring up Coach Mann. Let's take my name out of there. Coach, how are you doing today, sir? Good, Miller. How are you doing today? Oh, man. Us D-backs fans, we're doing great. We got the number one player in the draft at number two. Us D-backs fans are feeling ecstatic because, um, you know, we, you look at all those lists going to the draft. Drew Jones, of course, number one. And Jackson Holiday was a great pick, too. But seeing Drew Jones fall to number two, I mean, that that was a, a great moment for us D-backs fans. Like, were you guys at Wesleyan? Were you guys just already locked into number one? Was it a surprise for you guys that he went number two? Well, you know, if you fast forward, we I mean, there was so much chatter at the beginning of the season as far as consensus, this, that, where did he fall? Um, and throughout the whole season, I mean, he just put up the stats, both uh, tangibles and intangibles all season long that that made him the you know consensus number one. As far as, uh, you know, the Wesleyan uh, baseball staff is concerned, we 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 assume that that was going to be a no brainer. And the fact that he fell to number two is great for you guys. Um, I think you got the best player in the draft, hands down. But, um, you know, we're we're a little biased here in the Wesleyan community. No, yeah, uh, I'm sure you're a little biased, but I think it's okay because every list is agreeing with you. So I don't even think you have to be biased there. But speaking of intangibles, because we're also going to be talking about what kind of player Drew Jones is at the plate, but off the field, like what can D-backs fans expect from him? Because there's going to be a lot of pods, a lot of articles written about, you know, the type of prospect he is. But what kind of person is Drew Jones? What kind of person should D-backs fans expecting when he walks in the locker room? Well, I've got uh, um, a plethora of uh, stories that I could share about Drew. I've actually known Drew since kindergarten. Wow. He has been what's called an evergreen at Wesleyan, where you go kindergarten through 12th grade. And um, I had him in uh, STEM technology classes for his first four or five years of school. I got to coach him in eighth grade basketball and see him on another another uh, sporting event. And then the four years in high school baseball. And it's, it's just been a, a, a treat to watch him. But to get to... Uh, the type of person that Drew is, he's just got such a solid family uh, foundation. Um, Nicole and Andrew and his whole um, family, just, I mean, one of the sweetest families that we could ask for at our school. And um, I think if you talk to any of his high school uh, teammates or even, uh, 
you know, his friends in the hallways, he was the most likable guy that you could approach. There was nothing about Drew Jones, the player that uh, you couldn't come up and uh, talk to him in the halls, get to know him. I think uh, the support that the the community had just let alone on his skill set and watching him play, which is which was amazing to watch. He was just such a, a an interactive person. Even the lower school, um, younger elementary kids would come out to a game and they would just be flooded and, and waiting for that game to be done so they could run out there uh, and get his autograph. So um, just a great community guy. We couldn't couldn't ask for a better ambassador for Wesleyan. Yeah, it's great. It sounded like you played a little basketball there too, eighth grade. I wonder if you could be a little yeah. sport athlete. We don't got enough of those um, going around in modern uh, in the modern day. But speaking of Drew, um, just overall, like, is he someone that was kind of like being the son of Andrew Jones? Was he kind of looked at like a little local celebrity in the community? Was there like a lot of fanfare already going to like his you know high school games and stuff like that? Yeah, I think in the the junior and senior season. Um, the more scouts that we saw in each uh, practice and each game, they just started to kind of line up along the rows there. And you could just tell there was, there was quite a buzz and, and rightly so. I mean, he, he earned every bit of that uh, recognition uh, both with his play on and off the field. But um, you know, uh, to go back to some of the things that I think that, that really make up Drew is if you watch any of his pictures or Instagram account or any of the videos and things, he is constantly smiling. That's why he's got the nickname Smiley. Um, that is a uh, a family-given nickname from a long time ago. He's been smiling since the first day. If you look at any childhood pictures of him at the draft party, they had a whole host of pictures out. Um, and it was just fun to see that that smile hasn't changed uh, since back when he's just first started. That's good because, you know, sometimes we lose like the the child innocence when it comes to baseball and just having fun in the spirit of the game. I feel like yeah. sometimes people try to take the spirit of the game away and, you know, you don't let the, the kids have fun, as they say sometimes. But hopefully yeah. uh, Drew is able to still have fun as he progresses in Major League Baseball matures, because I just want to know, like being the son of a former all time great and sure. Jones. Could you tell there was a difference in the way Drew Jones handled himself compared to the other players in terms of his maturity or preparedness? Or was he just like any of the other guys and he just kind of fit right in? Yeah, I mean, that is, I mean, as a coach, and I, I would say, uh, speaking on behalf of the whole coaching staff, I think the way that he handled himself this season and last season, but especially this season with as much pressure and all the things and and all the different areas uh, where he was um, coming into the limelight, he just he just took it with such humble grace and humility, and he really was just one of the guys in the dugout. Now, obviously, we knew what Drew could do when he got to the plate or when he was in the outfield and, and just glide and and make he, – he just makes the, the hard plays and the hard parts of the game just look so easy, and then you kind of know that you're watching something special. But as far as, like, how he was accepted – I think the dugout uh, could not ask for a better leader. I'll give you one quick story. Is that, you know, Jeez. baseball coaches love some stories. So rather than just general chat, let me give you some some kind of like in the dugout stuff that, that transpired. I think I've been at first base for a number of years, about 14 seasons, and lots of chit-chat when guys get on base, how that bat went, all the above. But I'll tell you, uh, as soon as he got to first, no matter – if it was a hard single or he beat one out or if it wasn't, you know, a classic Drew Jones bomb, he would um, just switch gears to what he needed to do to get in and, and make that run because he really just wanted to win. He just uh, a great competitor wants to win 
doesn't care how he gets home, whoever's going to get him across, he's going to get there one way or the other. I mean, he's got uh, quite the the wheels and, and the speed mm-hmm. and the um, instincts, uh, you know, huge eye, eye, baseball IQ. But to my story real quick, I would say when I came back to the dugout one time and uh, he didn't strike out many times at all this year, you know, with 33 walks and 66 hits and, you know, 13, 14 home runs. He was not uh, in the dugout very much, but you know, we've got high school baseball. We've got some mumps here and there when he came back one time and it was a terrible at bat and it wasn't even his fault. I mean, a way outside strike three call, just a rough night uh, with the umpires and you could tell he's frustrated, but he would just turn the page so fast. He's I'm watching him with his back turned to there, take his equipment off, put his gloves on. And while he's doing it, he's not even facing the field. He's already encouraging his next guy behind him, Bryce Hubbard. And he is just like, come on, Bryce, here we go, babe. He is already turning the page like a professional would need to do. You can't sit and worry about the last step out or the last call or how we're going to make up for it. You got you to gotta move on. And that kind of maturity uh, you don't see as a coach very often. Typically, it's a lot of oh, terrible pitches. Oh, he wasn't blaming anyone. He was just ready to turn the page make the next play and do what he needed to do. And I just love seeing that as a coach. You love that, that he's already encouraged the guy behind him. Let's get on. Let's get some runs. Let's win a ball game. Okay. It sounds like he's pretty well at handling adversity then, because I think he's probably going to face some heading into this Evacs organization, because I always have some question marks and concerns when it comes to player development over there. So hopefully it's a smooth ride for Drew Jones as he goes through the minor league system and hopefully becomes a future star for the Evacs team, because I know they would love some, uh, Mm -hmm. I know they would love another championship in their future. And hopefully Drew Jones can deliver a ring for this team. But speaking of rings, Michael, man, coach Michael, the best place to get rings. We're going to do a little live read here. is BlueNile.com because whether you're ready to pop the question or you're celebrating a milestone moment, find jewelry as you as her with the modern convenience of online shopping at BlueNile.com. Blue Nile has simple online tools that let you choose the diamond shape, size, and clarity, as well as setting style. Blue Nile's Ben Jewelers will then handcraft her perfect engagement ring. Looking for fine jewelry but having trouble choosing? Blue Nile had jewelry experts on hand 24-7, available via phone or chat to help you find a memorable gift at every budget. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com. And going on now is the Blue Nile anniversary sale. Save, <clears throat> save up to 40% on classic fine jewelry pieces and 25% on engagement ring settings. Plus, every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packages packaging that won't give away what's inside shop stress-free and find your forever peace go to bluenile.com today i'm in for blue Nile. i've got a 20th anniversary just rolled around i need to, oh. to, to get over there and pick one up if we got a sale going Oh, yeah, we got sales over there. Use code lockdown. We'll hook you up with an engagement ring or, you know, if you just need a special ring for that yeah. in your life. But uh, back to uh, Drew Jones, I guess, here, because um, that's who we got to talk about today. Um, yeah. Where do I want to go next? Because Drew Jones, like, of course, being the son of a former player, like how, how quickly did you know notice that this guy was special? Like how early? Because you said you've been there basically his whole sure. life. How, yeah. how early could you tell he was a special kid? I mean, that's that's the fun thing for me. I, I look at you like like a lot of, of, of our you know students and athletes, and it's just so fun to watch them develop. But yes, there's quite a bit when you have to live um, 
sort of not so so much in the shadows, but just that constant question. I think that's probably the question that Drew's been asked more than any other question is, is that, and I love his response, no matter where I see him online. It's always like, I love my dad. appreciate it. I I know what he's done. I respect it, but I want to be who I want to be. And I think Drew's going to, uh, going to shine and he's going to, um, he's going to, he's going to be coming to his own when he ends up out there with you guys. And, um, I think you're going to get to see, both the best of, of Andrew Sr., but you're also going to get this young, uh, amazing talent um, that we uh, will hopefully see on the big screen uh, sooner than later. I think uh, I think he has so many different tools. It's not just one or two skill set. I mean, I think uh, there's plenty of uh, smart scouts out there that know a lot more than I do, and they, um, I think those five tools are, are going to come into play real quick. Yeah, and it does help, you know, when your father's a great player and then you literally just inherit his name, just the yes. junior, you're just going to get peppered with questions just like we see like with Vlagrero Juniors of the world as well. But those guys, I mean, now Vladdy, like he's really coming to his own. He's become an all-star yeah. MVP candidate. Now, you don't really have as many conversations about his father. And if it is, it's like, is Vladdy Guerrero Jr. going to be better than his actual dad? So now, you know, we'll see how Drew Jones progresses as he comes to the majors because his dad was someone that was pretty phenomenal as well. So I wonder if Drew Jones could get to that level or maybe even surpass him because he does have that kind of skill set. And that's where I kind of want to lead into next. Like, what was okay. it about his game? What what stood out from his game? What skill set did he have? What strong tools? Because it seems like he's a five-tool player. Was that something you just noticed from day one or is this something he really developed? Yeah, I mean, when you throw batting practice to this guy, it just sounds different. You know, and there's been a number of guys uh, that have come through Wesleyan, uh, Jemai Jones and others. And sometimes you just hear them in a cage and it's just a totally different sound. Like a thunderstorm? Uh, it, oh, it's it's like the sweetest sound you could ask for as a coach because you know that you're in a cage, but that thing's going either over the wall or in the gap. Um, and to see him do that same motion over and over and over again, it really doesn't, you never get tired of seeing it as a coach. His hands are just so lightning quick uh, for whatever little, you know, nuances as far as pitches and pitch selection uh he has so many athletic abilities to be able to just change gears uh whether it's location up in out uh he really can put the ball into play whatever and i'll say this about drew what i love is he just knows the times that he needs to hit for power and we need someone to go to bat and do what drew jones does uh and hit for power and then he will in situations know you know, right now to win this ball game, I don't need to hit a, a bomb. I need to put one in the gap and put these two in so we have a chance to get back in this game if we're behind or something like that. So I love how situationally aware he is at every point in the game. And that goes back to that story of just quickly turning the page, encouraging his next teammate up. You know, he's um, if it's offense or defense, he knows he can go out into center field and make two amazing plays and get us right back at, you know, back in the batting order. Yeah, I like that term you use, situational awareness, because that's something that's, you know, it's big in baseball, because like you said, sometimes there's moments yeah. we need that home run, or sometimes it's like, you know what, the left side of the infield is open, they got the, they got the, yeah. run. let me just go in that direction, and a lot of players, they don't do that, you know, you see those Joey Gallows of the world where they're not able to get out their own way, so I'm glad that Drew Jones has that situational awareness, but when you look at him as a player as he enters the draft now from where he started, like what are some of the biggest strides yeah. you've seen him make in his game? If any, I don't know. Maybe he came in as like a ready-made prospect where you didn't have to do much molding. But if there were any strides, what have you seen from him? Yeah, so I, I'm not I, – I, I don't ever, uh, you know, 
start to say that uh, I have anything to do with his hitting or swings. I would say I've thrown probably 10,000 balls at Drew Jones, and that's that's my label and uh, claim to fame on that. It's been so much fun to throw batting practice to him. However, uh, what he works on and the amount of time he puts in before practice, after practice, I know over at Full Count Baseball, uh, AP has uh, been a vital part of it. And then our, our hitting coach and, you know, some of our high school guys and our staff, Matt Plate and Brett Denny and Brian Kramer, uh, you know, he just needs tweaks in there and tweaks and things because he has su- such a good uh, approach with everything. There's not a ton that we as the high school baseball coaches have to do to his swing. All that to say, um, uh, to get back to his swing, like I've noticed an evolution from his freshman year to his senior year with, uh, you know, compliments to his hitting coach over at full count. Um, and I've had a chance to talk with him a few times, even at the draft party, just hearing how he's broken down that swing and, and connecting, you know, arms and hands and wrists with his hips. And he has, uh, I know there's lots of, you know, internet stuff about comparing his swing to his dad's and so on and so forth. But I'll tell you, uh, that bat stays in the zone a long time and, um, it doesn't take much to hit that sweet spot. And, and you guys will see it real soon when that, that bat comes off the ball. Uh, doesn't matter what park it's in. It, it's going to be put in a gap or, or somewhere deep. Yeah. How much do his legs play into that as well? Because what I'm seeing, it sounds like he's just a complete speedster as well, along with the power. So was the speed something you guys utilize a lot? Because I just feel like in you know modern day baseball, steals and stuff like that is not as used as much as it should be. And I'm hope I'm hoping from Drew Jones, it will be used. So do you think as he gets older and, you know, matures into that body a little bit more, that speed yeah. will still be there? I think a 30, 30 for guys is a no brainer for Drew within, you know, his time as he develops in his frame. I mean, the frame itself is ready for a, a, yeah, a, a healthy already. conditioning yeah. and, you know, nutritionist and all the things he's going to get at the next level is just going to, to make him pop. And, um, I would say uh, being at first base and knowing his leads and and seeing it, you know, for four years straight, it has been fun to watch because whether it's uh, reading balls and dirt or whether it's just picking up on nuances, as soon as he's headed back to the dugout, usually after he scored or stolen a few bases, he is already communicating what to look for in that pitcher. Any, you know, any tips that give it off to getting a good jump and getting guys to second. It's not just about him and his stats. He's always trying to get his guys, um, you know, let's put a few extra runs up here and call it a night. Okay. I think we should probably wrap up the pod. I'll let you simmer on this. Okay. Bit, but maybe you should come up with like your favorite Drew Jones story. Maybe it's the funniest one, the most enduring one. Uh, I'll let yeah. you simmer on that for a second. But if you okay. want to place on bet, if you want to place a bet, Michael, of, word, <laughs> of whether you think Drew Jones is going to win minor league player of the year, you have to head to betonline.net because the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs, find all your favorite sports and events as the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information from live betting, in from live in-game betting, scores, uh, scores, and podcasts that they have you covered for. So just head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to learn more about the actions happening today. BetOnline, where the game starts and which NFL stars move the betting line the most starting July 18th? Lockdown gives you the 50 most valuable players in the NFL from the odds makers at BetOnline. Available July 18th on Lockdown NFL, wherever you get your podcasts, and on YouTube.
All right. Let's get back to this pond. That was a little bit of a box of uh, better line. Hey, if you need to run it again, it's no problem. I work in technology, so I'm always <laughs> doing re-edits. Yeah, I'll probably have to re-record that one after the pod. That's it's okay. okay. It's no big deal. But uh, uh let's see. I, I got a couple more questions for you, Coach Michael, before we wrap up today. But yeah, um, when you look at Drew, I mean, of course, he's probably going to get comparisons to his father a lot. But is there any other major league players you see in his game outside of his father that you could project? Or is he a true like one of one type of player? Well, I, I'll kind of pivot one little area for you. So he has been best buds since kindergarten through 12th grade with his buddy Cooper Blouser and his dad, Jeff Blouser, is Atlanta Braves kind of legend around here uh, and played a number of seasons over here. And he's kind of been uh, an advisor to us for a number of years. But uh, having somebody to bounce off and have that major league dad uh, presence um, has been, you know, a blessing for us at Wesleyan. But it's also, I think, helped relieve a little bit. I know Coop was at the draft party uh, supporting his buddy Drew all the way. Uh, And it's great to see those two, just uh, the deep connection they have and relationship. And and Cooper's headed over on a full ride to Clemson and uh, getting things kicking there and hopefully – you know, D-backs, you guys have to you have to look out for Coop. Maybe he'll be your uh, yeah. uh, middle infielder here eventually. But just plug in our guy. But uh, to get to, I, I think you you asked about what's like one of some of the big moments I remember. I'll just fast forward because it's so fresh. Yeah. About a month ago, um, you're to to make a, a long story thirty seconds. I'd say uh, we get to the state championship last year and we come up short um, and. There is just a look that uh, Drew had in his eyes when we first kind of walked back on campus this season, and it was it was a mission that that nothing else was going to stop, and we're and we're going to put it all out there and see where the chips fall. And um, I think he poured every ounce into it. Um, lots of tight moments just to get to the big uh, you know return to the championship. Played out the Gwinnett Stripers uh, area out there. Nice pro ball field to really see where these balls are flying that Drew was hitting. And I'll tell you what, we get in game one, we get started. Uh, it's a 2-2 count. We got a great pitcher on the other side with North Cobb. And uh, Drew puts one down the right side gap. Oppo, not trying to do too much with it, puts it down the line, gets on third with a nice you know, fist bump. Dugout's going crazy. And, I mean, that's the kind of leadoff top of the lineup play that just set the tone for the whole state championship. And I think once we saw something like that, we're like, okay, he's on the rest of us. Let's, let's, let's turn it up a notch. Yeah. Is that how you project drew on the major league level? Like, do you see him as like a number one, maybe a leadoff guy, number two, or do you think he's going to be that cleanup hitter? That's getting you the 30, 30, as you said, and playing incredible defense as well. Well, you know how you notice a lot of times how they come in with that skinny frame. It's usually tall, great Mm -hmm. hands, quick, super athletic. And you see all these huge potential, you know, uh, uh, lights going on everywhere. Well, I think uh, with his speed and all his athleticism, he's going to get on base so much. I mean, I don't, I have all my stats here with you, but to save you time, um, the guy's on base, you know, three out of four times. And if you get guys on three or four times a night and, and you've got a, a on base percentage of 1.7 something, and I know it's high school baseball, but I mean, if I get a guy on <laughs> almost every at bat, yeah, he's gonna score uh, with those wheels, especially if you got two or three guys that can can get him over and get him in. 
Yeah, and when I like project ahead for what he could look like on the major league on the major league level with his D backs roster, I mean, because the D backs yeah. are such a young team where Corbin Carroll, maybe a Alec Thomas and the Drew Jones in the outfield, yeah. like that's what every D backs fan is imagining right now. And they're like, that could be yeah. the most honestly, like we've been talking. I'm gonna have a guy on one our lockdown prospects guy on the pod later this week. Like, we're gonna discuss like could Drew Jones, Alec Thomas, and Corbin Carroll be like the best outfield in baseball in the next four yeah. years? When you've watched him in baseball, like how long uh, when you watched him in high school, like how long do you think it's going to take for Drew Jones to make it to Major League Baseball? Man, guys like Spencer Torkelson basically do it in a year. Well, you know, you always knock on wood because you want him to go as fast as you can, but you wanted to do it in the in the in his time, and when he you know turns it on and is ready for it, you know, there's no looking back once he he gets that nod. So I'm sure that when that time comes he will um, match that moment because that's what he's done his whole career at Wesleyan is in big moments, big games against big opponents with big pitchers. Uh, it's not, it's, it's not big for him. Um, he has a way of just calming himself and doing uh, what needs to do with that approach for that at bat. But uh, um, I would say uh, as far as it, it, predictions, I'm not very good at those, but what I'd say is this, when you can, and this is every luxury that not every high school coach gets, when you can put Drew Johnson center field and a ball is hit and there's nobody in sight, and within two or three seconds, there's a guy gliding in, sliding in, in every direction known to man and just gets you hard outs that, that would typically put a team up by two or three runs. I mean, you're giving your offense uh, such a chance. And with all three of those outfielders, I mean – if you get quick three outs and you're turning over the lineup and you're getting back to, you know, hitting, I mean, Diamondbacks are going to be solid in that defensive position for a long time. Yeah, I don't think you're going to be able to score any runs in the outfield with when no. Jones is up on the big league level. Like, I think the D-backs defense is going to be one of the nastiest in baseball. And I bring up the projection question of how long he might stay in the minor leagues because – a lot of these comps I see in terms of who he could be on the major league level. I've seen Bryce Harper thrown around a bunch and he was yeah. drafted someone that was like 17, 18, and he only spent like a year in the minor leagues. And so that would be kind of crazy yeah. if Drew Jones did that as well, but he's someone that's getting a uh, comp to Bryce Harper. He's got the five tool skill set in his bag and everything. So I think Drew Jones, obviously is someone that D-backs fans should be super excited about. I'm sure he's going to have a bright future in the D-backs organization. Coach sure. Michael Mann, thank you for hopping on the pod today. Thank you, you for being any last words about Drew Jones or anything you want to say before you head out? Yeah, there? I mean, just my lasting memory of him other than that triple to start the game was literally how the game ended. So, you know, he came in game two, he pitched, and then uh, Reaper Cell came in to close things out. And there was uh, – we needed three outs to win the state championship and, and kind of put that ring on his finger and, and put a feather in his cap before he heads off to the draft. And um, there was a ball hit where he had to turn his hips. And then it, it, it was, you know, late in the evening – and I mean, it was MLB status that literally, you know, is the reason why it just cemented that he he is a number one draft pick. No matter where he lands and whatever the slot it was, um, you guys got the best player in the draft and, yeah. and we couldn't be more excited here at Wesley. And that's not even a biased statement because literally go look at any yeah. pre-draft article. They had yeah. Drew Jones number one. So Orioles, thank you for not selecting yeah. Drew Jones number one. I'm glad he's a dime back. Coach Michael Mann, thank you for hopping on the pod today. You bet. And who knows? Maybe we'll have to bring you on once we see uh, Drew Jones in the major yeah. leagues. Yeah, we might have to bring you on again. I got plenty of more Drew Jones stories, so anytime you need me. Okay, I appreciate that. Coach Michael, I'll All catch right. you next time. <laughs>